you considered the messages your outfits send? What do you think your clothes say about you? See, style is about the clothes, but it's not really about the clothes. Every day you make choices about what you're going to wear, but what are you communicating? Welcome to Above and Beyond Style. I'm your host, Maria DiLorenzo, and in 2019, I founded MFD Style, where I provide a unique, intuitive approach to personal styling for those ready to embrace a more meaningful look. With this podcast, I'll uncover key elements of where spirituality, psychology, and style intersect, revealing how you can make intentional wardrobe choices that reflect who you really are. So let me ask you, are you ready to transform into your authentic self? Then it's time. Come with me on this journey and together we'll take your style above and beyond style. Well, hey y'all, welcome back to Above and Beyond Style. Again, we're back in season three, which is super fun for me. I realized when I uh, came around to this third season, there was lots of real excitement and potential, possibility um, about what I could talk to you about this season. And I really wanted to narrow down some of the topics. And I don't know that I'll spend all season doing this, but I really felt it would be helpful for us to unpack a few of these thoughts and concepts around what gets in the way of developing an authentic style or helping us really come to an understanding about who we are through our clothing. And it seems to me the more that I kind of did a brain dump over a bunch of different topics and was in fact talking to a couple different uh, clients and friends and family, I was surprised, perhaps I shouldn't have been, but I was surprised that there were some themes that I was starting to notice over the course of these conversations and that some of these themes about what gets us off track or kind of what are the pitfalls or what kind of gets in the way. I realized there were some commonalities here and maybe for you and for me, it'd be helpful to talk through some of these themes in this season to really get us to start to wrap our brain around how can I develop this authentic style from a really good place and a clear place that will ultimately get you closer to having a wardrobe that feels fantastic to you. So today's topic is one that I felt like it was super logical to start with because it might be the thing that, I don't know, just sort of comes to mind the quickest when I think about what's a pitfall around developing authentic style and where, when I talk with clients, I hear a lot of this sort of common sentiment around, gosh, I have all these things in my wardrobe. I don't really know what I like anymore. I'm losing sort of that sense of connection and identity with some of these pieces. And what I try to do with with clients specifically during a closet review is have a little bit of a deep dive about how do you think we got here? How do you think we got to a closet of this specific assortment of clothing for you that's leaving you feeling stuck, uninspired, um, maybe not even that like confident or feeling frumpy? You know, I hear a lot of different like style descriptive words around how their clothes either are or are not making them feel. 
And I always try to spend a little bit of time about like, how do you think we got here? And what is something that perhaps got in the way for you that we could try to intercept or redirect or maybe give you some tools as you're going forward to not continue to make those same decisions so we're still left with a closet full of clothes that you don't even really know what to do with. And I'll, I'll say this truly, this topic, today's topic is one that I have fallen for, right? Like it's a pitfall for me too. So I don't want you to think, you know, I'm not susceptible to some of these um, principles and ideas as well, because we all are. And I think perhaps normalizing some of this for you and for me helps us kind of get over the hurdle and helps us recognize that we're not at the end game if we feel like we've got a closet full of clothes that aren't working. Like, how do we fix this? It's not an unsolvable problem. In fact, it's a very solvable problem, but it just takes a little bit of awareness to know kind of what is getting in the way. Again, hence why I think this season can and hopefully will be really helpful for you. And likewise, great reminders for me because most often we teach what we need to learn, right? So today's topic has to do with buying for the sale. Ooh, we in the United States, we love a good sale. I don't even know if this is the case in other countries. I should talk to some of my friends that either grew up abroad or did extensive traveling abroad because in some ways, I do think this is a kind of U.S. culture concept effect that we've been kind of one of the consequences that we have of having a capitalistic uh, you know, society and economy. And so the idea of like consuming and buying is innate to our economic success and support. And so what ends up happening, as you know, um, we saw, especially through the pandemic, as inventory was backlogged or supply chain was kind of all over the place and um, some stores or retailers were getting inventory really late. And so by the time they put it on their floor or online, it was already kind of past the season. So things were starting to get marked down. And so this concept of the sale, I think, is one that's really interesting because psychologically it really does a lot to us. And it's interesting to notice like some of the thoughts and ideas that are going through our minds when we are confronted with a sale. And I'm curious if any of these resonate for you or if you have other thoughts on this. I'd love you to leave a comment or send me a message about this because I do think the sale is one of those very motivating like behaviors that gets us to a place sometimes where our closet is filled with clothes that maybe we wouldn't have purchased if it weren't already on sale. So let's talk about the sale. Um, I'm not a marketing executive or professional or by no means do I you know, know all the intricacies around the motivation, but as a consumer, I'm pretty clear about what kind of marketing quote unquote ploy it is to be able to put something on sale because it creates this sense of urgency, I think, for the consumer about, hmm, here's this item. It's probably like fewer items in this particular size and this style and whatever because it's maybe the end of a size run or the end of that particular garment. Um that the retailers is holding and so there's kind of the few that are left right that's kind of the first thought that might come in and around when something's on sale and it kind of creates that sense of like oh should I jump on this 
And that behavior in and of itself sometimes can get us in a tricky place of making a choice or a decision that maybe we wouldn't have made had we given ourselves a hot second to really think about that. And I don't know if you're a consumer who, when you see a sale, like you dive in and you like search all the sale, maybe you filter the sale by your size and your preferred color or whatever, and you really get down to the things that are like, ooh, all these things are on sale, it's kind of fun to look at. I think that's really common for people. So I, I wanna normalize this for you. If, if you're somebody who really gets jazzed by a sale, that there's something fun, there's something, I don't know, that just kind of gives your brain something to kind of hold on and chew on for a little while that feels like, ooh, you're getting a deal. So let's talk about that too, because we know, particularly again in the US, it feels good to get a deal on something. We are a society that often can barter and negotiate and, right, we, we often will ask for different prices or make offers on things and uh, maybe we get it for a cheaper amount than we intended and so it feels great when we've gotten a deal or we've saved money that we didn't think we would end up saving by getting this deal. Of course, all of this is ironic because maybe you are spending more in the long run just by getting the item to begin with. Um, but that's beside the point at this moment. The idea is that you're buying for the sale because inevitably in your body, it can feel good. You actually get that dopamine hit of ooh, buying something for less and um, you know that, that kind of like the fun and the excitement, the little surge that your body can get sometimes when we get these deals. And I think it's super important that we pay attention when those emotions get hit, get tapped. Because buying for a sale isn't inherently bad. I'm going to talk about that here in a second. Like sometimes that can be a total score. It can really get you closer to this wardrobe that you really want and curating clothes that you really want. But buying for the sake of a sale is something that I think we as a society really have to kind of put our finger on the pulse of that and say, mm, hang on a second, let me just check that behavior for myself and recognize, am I really buying into this sort of scarcity mentality that like, oh, this thing's going to go out of stock if I don't grab it, or I better get it while it's on sale and there's limited quantities and oh, it feels so good to get it. Right, like I'm sure all of you listening can resonate with that type of feeling about the sale. And I will say from my own behavior around sales that I've noticed sometimes this is what happens and this is what lands an item in my wardrobe that perhaps shouldn't have been there from the beginning, but felt really good in the moment to get it on sale and to get all the things is that I've made some compromises with this item on sale. Because maybe it's not a secret to you, you know, like things that go on sale are typically not like the best sellers, meaning like the best sellers sometimes sell out, right? So sometimes it's like the secondary colors or perhaps sizes on different ends of the spectrum that don't sell as quickly. Or um, perhaps there was, you know, a different, fit or cut or you know different kind of construction to that one garment that's slightly different from the thing that you really wanted but here's this other thing that's similar or it's cut from the same style or whatnot but it's on sale so i find myself sometimes confronted by those items that are like good 
but they're not quite good enough. And yet here I am buying the like not quite good enough thing. Whereas, you know, maybe I compromised on the color like, oh, I really wanted that royal blue, that stunning, bright, gorgeous blue, but they now have it in this like ice blue and it's beautiful. It's pretty. It's there's nothing inherently wrong with the ice blue. It's just not exactly what I would have wanted, but the ice blue's on sale, right? Don't tell me you don't think those things, right? Don't pretend like you're not in that same mindset. Or another thing too is always, you know, we talk a lot about sizing and every retailer is different about sizing, which is maddening. But recognizing like, okay, I know this brand. For example, I know that I'm usually a size, you know, I'm a size medium in this brand, but they have the small in stock and they have the large in stock. They don't have the medium. Now the medium is probably what's right for me, but I could size up and then potentially get it like tailored to fit me. Not necessarily a bad strategy, but again, now we're kind of, remember this is an item on sale and am I gonna buy it and have to pay to have it tailored and add more cost to this item to get it the exact way that I need it to fit my body? Not uncommon, not a bad strategy, but do you see where like the money exchange and all of that gets a little twisted? And then maybe you want to get the small because you're like, well, there's a lot of stretch or spandex or elastane in it. So maybe that small will fit me, right? So you can hear all the voices of compromise that can happen sometimes when a garment is on sale. And I think we just have to be really careful that if we're going to be making those compromises just because it's on sale, that's often sometimes why we land with items in our wardrobe that really aren't what we want that aren't exactly the thing that we, you know, really wanted to have, whether it was the color, the shape, the fit, the fabric, you know, et cetera, that all of those things are often why something's on sale. So we just have to know when that happens and be aware of ourselves and that thought process. Now, maybe let's talk on the flip side for a second about buying for the sale. Now, let's say it's something that you've watched for a while, you saw it full price and you're like, ooh, I really like that. It's totally my jam, my style, my color. I'd love how it would go with XYZ in my wardrobe. But realistically, it might just be too high, highly priced. Like it genuinely might just be too much. And I think that's also an important moment to acknowledge that at full price, I do really want this item but I just don't know that I would be willing to pay that amount of money for it. And there's no judgment tied to that. Everybody's got different financial uh, situations and the ability to afford different things, but the reality is sometimes they are. And so when an item then goes on sale that you've been watching or that really is your thing, it's in your color, your size, your fabric construction that you wanted, and you're like, hello, bonus, the thing I really wanted is on sale. Can you see the difference of how then purchasing that item on sale now gets you the thing that you really wanted in your wardrobe that's going to be worn and celebrated and excited about, right? That's when the buying for the sale is really good for us. But you can see sometimes how it can be a pitfall. It can get us off track. It can land us with items that aren't really supposed to be in our wardrobe. And so that sneaky sale, which sounds really good in the moment, 
is often something that I just encourage my clients and myself to do just a couple things to help offset this pitfall or this um, getting us off track. So I want to give you a couple things to be thinking about the next time you see a sale, that little dopamine hit starts getting, you know, a little rush, right? You're starting to feel the excitement and the urge to go for it. Here are a couple things that help me get really clear about whether I'm falling kind of prey to the sale or it's actually something that really belongs in my wardrobe. The first is, if you haven't already noticed, you've got to give yourself permission to pause. Give yourself a hot second. Usually the like quick impulse purchase of like, oh, that's on sale. Oh, let me try that. You know, I I always try to caution my clients around that behavior because I'm not saying you have to like go through this extensive process to come to a decision for something. Like I don't want to make it exhaustive for you. But I do think there is something to be said for giving yourself a hot second to just recognize that, okay, this thing that I'm like interested in or that I really feel like I might like is on sale. I'm going to maybe put it in my cart. I'm just going to sit with it for a little while, maybe just 24 hours, right? And I can already hear and feel those voices in my head that are like, you might miss this. What if the sale doesn't go on through tomorrow? What if it ends today? Or, oh, what if my size sells out? Would I be totally devastated? Right? Like you can feel how this sense of urgency is being created by the retailer without ever even having spoken to you, right? Like it's all just happening as part of the kind of implicit nature of of the marketing strategy. So you have to be your own advocate in this and give yourself a moment to pause and to really think through. I usually say sleep on it for 24 hours. If it's still there tomorrow and you're still thinking about it and you still feel like you'd really like to try it out and you'd really like to bring it into your wardrobe to see what it could mix and match with, then go for it. But please, oh please know, and I say this to lots of other clients too about items, if you miss this one, I promise there will be another somewhere along the way. It may not be the exact item or the exact color, but there will be more. Remember, the fashion industry for better or worse, is constantly putting out new clothing every season. And sometimes, you know, in those fast fashion worlds, like it's every week, which is painful to to admit. And I would discourage you from having to fall prey to that. But know that there will be others, sometimes even better in the secondhand market or other places. So if you miss a sale, it's okay. Like there will be other options that I promise will probably help you get closer to the end result that you want. The other thing that I mentioned before about asking yourself if you would have paid full price for this if it were not on sale. And I do think that's a helpful question because if I loved it at full price enough and perhaps the price really was the barrier and that's a real barrier, when the price then is reduced, that does you know, get to be the entry point then for you to purchase the item, and that's great. But if you tell yourself, no, I wouldn't have paid full price for this item, I think you need to check whether or not, is that because maybe it was just too highly priced to begin with, possible, or was it something that maybe you didn't really want? It just looks more attractive to you now that it's on sale, right? 
So for whatever reason, there's like deep psychology in and around this concept of sales. And um, I'd love to spend more time in this, but I just want to give you this kind of concept in the overview. The other strategy that I think can be helpful um, when you're giving yourself this permission to pause and maybe you've asked yourself about what I paid full price is to create a wish list. This is not novel, but it is something that I think can often kind of scratch the itch when you see a sale. So what I do, and I learned this from another um, stylist friend of mine, and I have an iPhone, if you have an iPhone or if there are other functions in Androids, where you can create like a note in your phone. And what I'll do then is I'll cut and paste the website link to the item that I want and I'll put it in my note. And I, you know, I title this note my wish list. And that way, I have the literal link to the item that I like. I'll make a note maybe about the color, the size that I think I might want. And I just sort of let it sit there. So I allow myself the hit of like, okay, this thing is there. It's on sale. Um, maybe I might want this. Well, let me just kind of place it here in my wish list so that I can revisit it and come back and say to myself or ask myself, like, do I still want this? Does this still feel like something I would really enjoy having in my wardrobe? Is this something that could really help complete some vision I have for my wardrobe? And if I keep kind of revisiting, whatever period of time works for you, I'm not a rules person. I don't feel like you have to give yourself a hard, fast date. I'm just saying the wish list helps create like that parking lot so that it can go somewhere. It's not like you have to give up on it. It just means that it's like sitting in your little wish list knowing that it's of interest to you and maybe then you might move to action on it but maybe you might not because oftentimes when I go back to my wish list I'll kind of start scrolling through right and I'll realize huh I don't I don't even really think I need that or want that anymore and maybe even sometimes when I've clicked back on the link maybe it's out of stock by then or maybe it's even reduced further and you're like oh gosh now what right like you could see the cycle happening and so sometimes the wish list helps just create the pause in a very healthy way but it allows you not to necessarily give up on the item um, or kind of turn away from the item quite so fast the other thing that I think is really important to kind of notice and to pay attention to when you're buying for a sale um, is to pay attention to return policies there are a lot of retailers out there now who are making any item that's on sale a final sale. And I fundamentally actually disagree with this, uh, this approach because I find it annoying because sometimes you might need to try a couple different sizes to get to the right fit for yourself or you might want to try a couple different colors or etc. But I don't need both and I maybe want to return one. But so I, I just encourage you to really pay attention to those return policies because they can make or break you sometimes. You know, you've bought for the sale, you got super excited about the item and then you got it and you're like, oh, actually this isn't what I really wanted or it didn't really, wasn't the color as it was portrayed online, right? That happens. So there's all sorts of things that can happen when you buy for a sale that can land an item in your wardrobe and then it's kind of stuck there because now it's final sale and you can't return it. So you're like, well, I guess I'll just keep it. And then it just ends up taking up space in your closet. So you can see how the sale, oof, it's tricky, you guys. It's tricky. Um, 
I, I don't want to necessarily discourage you from buying things on sale, but I want you just to be aware of your own thought process and your patterns around like, why am I buying this on sale? What's it doing for me? Is this really filling the niche in my wardrobe of this item that I've wanted or looking for? Or am I just buying to buy? And the sale was somehow enough of a motivator to get it into your closet and now sitting in your closet where you're now having a conversation with me about like, yeah, I bought that. It's still got tags on it. It's still sitting there. I never wear it. Right. And therein lies the cycle. Um, So I hope this was helpful. Some food for thought about, you know, how a sale can sometimes get us off track but hopefully a few strategies that can help you, uh, giving yourself that permission to pause, creating the wish list, pay attention to the return policy, and be willing to ask yourself if you would have paid full price for it if it had not been on sale. I think these are good, helpful strategies that can help us get clear, can help us really start to curate this closet that we hopefully love. I am so excited to connect with you again next week. And again, if you have other thoughts or ideas around a good way to kind of, you know, think through your process with a sale, I'd love to hear it. Send me a message um, or find me on Instagram and uh, let me know what you think. Until next time, you guys have a great one. so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you've heard, I would appreciate you taking the time to leave a review on the podcasting platform you're using and share this episode with others who you think might really enjoy these conversations about personal style. For more information all about MFD style services, you can find me on the web at mfdstyle.com on Instagram at MFD underscore style, where I post almost five days a week, or send me an email at Maria at MFDstyle.com. I also have a weekly email I send to subscribers, so I will include the link to that sign up in the show notes. So until next time, friends, remember to love yourself and then love yourself some more.